I kind of viewed this purchase as an internship. And whether it becomes a paid internship or an unpaid internship remains to be seen, but the lessons that I'm learning and the experiences that I'm going through are guaranteed. Welcome to the Insurance Refocus podcast, where we're highlighting real agent stories and how they're innovating to respond to the changes and challenges happening in the independent insurance industry. My name's Lindsay, and I can't wait to introduce you to my amazing co-host, who just so happens to be my mom, Carrie Wallace. Mom, how are you doing today? I am doing really well. You know, it's like a bonus round around here. The dogs downstairs have stopped barking, so we're about to have a really nice podcast. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm doing good. I just, in between our episodes, I walked into like my bathroom, and I have this really cute... um like, you know, like little carpets you put like in front of your shower and whatever, and found my dog for the first time ever. He's a teacup Yorkie. He loves to lay in the sun, but he found out that there's a window in the bathroom that the sun, and it was so cute. He was just like lying on the, on the carpet in front of the shower. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing in here? We both startled each other. It was very adorable. <laughs> Random story for you, but I'm super excited to jump into this episode. We're going to kind of dive into some M&A stories with a good friend here, Lisa Hangel from Willowwood Insurance Agency. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Hey, so good to see both of you. I was so excited for today. When I got your text, Lindsay, that was like, come on our podcast, I was like, you just made my whole day. (laughs) Of course, we'd love to have you on. It was only a matter of time before we had you on. I swear I... I see you all the time in my Facebook feed, so I feel like I talk to you way more than I do, but your son and his music, you post about it all the time. It's so cool. Yes, I love it. I That is my passion, Lindsay. And then it's so funny because we have Little Dog Social Media as our social media marketing company, and she will often, our, our, our rep, our Little Dog rep, will often grab stuff and post about Aiden's music, even though like I haven't been like, oh, he has a show coming up. Can you? She's just like, she grabs it, she posts it. All of a sudden, she'll make a story, and it's like about an upcoming gig. I'm like, oh, yeah, she gets it. This is Yeah, so that's awesome. That's it awesome. Is. Well, today I would love to dive into some M&A topics. I know you've done two acquisitions, so talking a little bit about what's worked, what hasn't worked, stories that you've encountered throughout or your stories from experiences you've encountered, I guess I should say. Um, so give us a little bit of background. How many agencies have you bought? How About how long ago were sure. they? Just a little intro into that. Yeah, I love that. Um, So first of all, two acquisitions technically, and both of them, um, people always ask right at that, like, how did you find it? That's like probably the number one question that comes up when acquisitions. How did you find it? I'm not going to lie to you. That is my second question on my show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one step ahead of you, Lindsay. Well, let me just say both of them. came to me. So that's, that's something I guess we can talk about. I'll wait and see what your questions are. But um, I, so a little bit of background. I, before my insurance world, I was raising four human beings and I had the littlest one. She was just maybe like three, four. And my uncle started like saying to me like, so 
like, after you get all the kids in school, what are you thinking about doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm ready for whatever. I'm open. And he was like, well, you should think about my insurance agency. And I'd say, tell me more. And he's like, well, first of all, you get a full time. And it was like the minute he said full time, all I could think of was being chained to a desk eight to five and still having four little humans in the world. And who need me at a moment's notice? And I just was like, oh, stop right there. So it took probably a couple of years for him to finally like have me understand what he was talking about. Now, bear in mind, Lindsay, when my uncle retired, he had a one person agency in his basement that he's had for like 30 years. Perfect for him. His hours when he retired were nine to noon, Monday through Friday. So I was thinking I was jumping into a job that was nine to noon, Monday through Friday. No such luck. The first time I answered the phone at 1215, I just remember the person being like, oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was going to get a boy. Like, why are you answering the phone? I'm like, because it's the work day. Um, <laughs> that was my first one. It was my first foray into it. It was very fun. I had no insurance background. So that was like a giant, giant leap. Um, that was nine years ago. So technically, I launched my own agency from scratch 10 years ago, kind of tried to get the lay of the lamb, purchased from him nine years ago. And then almost a year ago now, so it was December of 22, um, I had an agency owner who I had known for years um, asked me to go to lunch. And I thought she was going to tell me that she was retiring and she was handing over the reins to one of a number of people that I was thinking of. And she said, I am retiring and I want to sell my agency to you. And it was completely out of the blue. And so that was December and she was looking for a July one um, close date. And so you two know me well enough that I was like, how about December 31st close date? Like I was, <laughs> you're ready. <laughs> she stuck with July one. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of the history of the two acquisitions on there. Hey guys, if you're looking to improve your bottom line, allow your team to operate efficiently and really improve that customer retention, I believe you should check out Ascend. Ascend is the all-in-one insurance payment solution. They are focused on streamlining your invoicing, premium financing, accounting, and they'll even make your carrier payables for you. They are taking agency bill and making it as easy as direct bill. That is a game changer. They integrate with all of the major AMS players. And here's the best part. It's free. There is no subscription, no cost to you. They allow your customers to pay how they want. If you are interested in improving your efficiency, go visit ascend.com backslash insurance refocused and let them know that we sent you. If you're like me and many other small businesses across the country where hiring, training, and retaining employees is a challenge, Agency VA has a solution for you. Agency VA has over a thousand VAs hired, managed, and trained in the Philippines, Latin America, and India. But did you also know they have a hundred licensed agents here in the U.S. that can help you manage your book? I use a VA who lives in the Philippines, and I absolutely love her. The process was simple. We had a consultation where they asked me my needs, goals, and concerns, and matched me with Allie, who has been an absolute game changer for me. 
Employing Allie through Agency VA has allowed me to focus on my business without worrying about HR concerns, turnover, and monitoring payroll. The best part is the Agency VA team was eager to help my company and also make sure that Allie is getting employee benefits, a competitive salary to help her live a better life in the Philippines. If this is something that you are struggling with inside your agency, please visit agencyva backslash insurance refocused and set up a time to talk to them about your hiring needs. I love that they both came to you. I feel like that's very unique when, so obviously your uncle, that's a natural transition, but when she sat you down at lunch, did she ever tell you why she chose you over everybody else? She did not. And I asked so many different ways in so many, you know, I just was like, I couldn't figure it out. And so actually to this day, it's still a mystery of, and I'm always like, oh, maybe that, oh, maybe that trying to figure it out. Um, And actually my uncle. So yeah, natural thing. Although I had no, um, I was not in insurance at all. Like I didn't know what the word deductible meant when I, (laughs) when I launched my own agency. Like I was one of those people that was like, get a good agent who you trust and then just take their guidance. Um, So then I became that agent, but which I now think is a huge benefit, which we can get into that in a second. But so um, when my uncle came to me, he's like, I've been kind of, you've been on my radar for years. So now as an agency owner, now I get what he means. Cause now I'll see people that are like, oh, I know they're not ready now, but maybe in like five years, that person would be, even if it's not to take over my agency, like they would be a great agency owner. You can kind of just see it in people. Um, So I don't, I don't really know. I can't really pinpoint what that characteristic is, but I know that I know it when I see it. How long did each of your acquisitions take? So you said the like the first one, I don't think you said, but the second one you said it was December and then June. Was that all just kind of mapped out for you or what how like length of time did that so it was so interesting and i love sharing these stories because um well for one every acquisition story as your mom i'm sure has said a hundred thousand times is completely different from every other acquisition story so if there's one thing that i can get across in this podcast it's like please don't be intimidated by the idea of acquisitions because it doesn't have to be like every other story that every other person has talked about so in my case um Susan is the name of the person who retired, who I bought her book. So when Susan came to me and said, like, I want you to buy my agency and July 1 is the closing, that was kind of our only parameter. She had never sold before. Um, I had purchased only from my uncle. So I was kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do it. We have all, like, I'd known her forever. I'd known her business forever. I knew we had compatible carriers. I knew she had great loss ratios. She had one employee, um, Lynn, great, like, everything about it. I had actually thought of her agency prior to COVID and I'd been having lunch with her at the agency one day and she had a wall full of files and I was asking her like, oh, so do people come in and pay in cash? Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. So in my head, I had written off the agency, but during COVID, they had let go of the lease. They had scanned every file in. they had gone completely virtual. They got a VoIP system. They got like all these things that by the time she came to me, I was like, this is a a really good fit. This is definitely something that I would consider. So I just pulled up my old purchase agreement from the one that I used for my uncle because it was a very similar kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, well, if you don't have anything and I don't have anything like this worked last time, let's start from there. 
then I ran into your mom and she was like, oh, I don't know, maybe you should talk to this attorney friend of mine for a minute. I'm like, okay. So um, that was like a much longer process than what I was anticipating. And by the end of it, I was like, first of all, I made it longer by bringing in an old purchase agreement. I should have started from scratch, learned that lesson. Um, and secondly, was so incredibly grateful for all the guidance that I got from the attorney. Like I was just like, I don't have any qualms about like closing date or anything that's finishing now. This is like great for both parties and everything. It was just, it was very good experience all around. Seek professional help. That's what I'm going to say, Lindsay. Seek professional help. <laughs> so Lisa, tell me about, tell me about, so this, obviously when you first looked at the agency, it wasn't a fit because you knew that it would change your culture. I mean, you had me at cash payments, like that's yep. a that's a hard no for a lot yep. of people. What were some of the other things that were hard no's for you? Because I think, and the reason I'm asking is there's lots of people that want to acquire and in some cases will acquire just about anything just to get a deal done. And that's not always the right move, right? So tell me what, what were some other red flags that made you pause on that first sure. time around? Well, um, <clears throat> so her physical office was probably a half hour from my physical office. And um, I, I was not going to be interested in maintaining two physical offices. And I was not going to be interested in driving up to her physical office. So I automatically knew that if I were ever any day going to purchase that, that physical office would be closed. So I was like, kind of like asking questions around that. And she was like, oh no, so many of our clients just like to come in and sit down and have coffee. And so many of our clients, and it was just very obvious, or it appeared to be very obvious to me that their office culture was really based on a physical location where you can shake hands, where you can take cash, where you can, all these things that were like very contrary to the way that I was running my agency and where the direction my agency was going to be going. Um, and that's okay. So it was like, we're probably really good to have it on the back burner because um, then I wasn't pursuing her. And I think that was, Lindsay, back to your question. I think that was one of the things that she was like, okay, I've been able to view you from a distance without any pressure. And now I know that's what I want it to be. Yeah. And I mean, what a gift COVID gave you because it, it solves some of those things, right? It really actually um, took some of those, those it, it made that agency move forward and actually took away some of those hurdles, right? So let me ask you, once you closed, were there any hurdles that remained and how did you tackle those? So once we closed, um, yes, of course, there were hurdles that remained. But um, uh, one of the biggest ones was that we had one management system. They had a different management system. Um, I was keeping our management system because they were merging into us. We were dropping the name on day one. We dropped the management system on day one, all those things, right? We kept the phone number. We kept the email addresses. But the um, data merge into our management system was not seamless even though we had done a dry run through at the beginning of June and that was seamless, but the data merge in July was not at all seamless. Um, and then about the only thing besides that, that was a little unexpected, but should have been expected is that, um, so now it's December or it's November and we still have some carriers where the commission deposits are still going into her bank accounts, even though it was all finished prior to the closure. And that's okay. You just have to expect it and work with it. Luckily, we have, I have a great relationship with the seller. So she just, you know, I just send her over an electronic request and she just sends the money back to me and it works out very well, but that is something. 
Um, but Carrie, the other thing that we were talking about is when I ran into you, Lindsay, at BrainShare, we were talking about this upcoming acquisition and you were asking me like, oh, what's what's similar, what's different? And I said, well, all the carriers are the same, except for we have more carriers and we have more states. So that's all an advantage. Um, and then they also have, um, can I say the name of that? A carrier. Okay, so they have carrier that's Haggerty Insurance, which we had one policy from Haggerty that we had purchased from my uncle. So we were appointed by Haggerty. We had a relationship with Haggerty. We knew the reps, all that. Um, but they had a lot of Haggerty. And their Haggerty customers, for the most part, were monoline Haggerty because the agency I purchased didn't have um, a super strong infrastructure for home and auto. They basically had like Encompass, Travelers and Progressive, which is inter an interesting spectrum, but they didn't have a lot of the other options in between. Um, so I was seeing that as a super great opportunity to have some major cross-sell, like, okay, let's get these Haggerty customers who already have a great relationship with this agency and they already have their trusted classic car here or whatever it is that they have with Haggerty. And now we can talk to them about their home and auto. Well, what I was not anticipating is two things the market right now, none of the home and auto carriers want home and auto. And two, um, a lot of these monoline Haggerty customers were not what my Willowood Insurance has as ideal customers um, for good reason. So it was really interesting to have lots of conversations over the past few months about how much energy and effort do you put into somebody who is not your ideal customer? And when is it time to just let that customer find an agency that's a better fit? and how to feel about that. So we had so much like growth and like growth, yes, on the books, but also like developmental team growth in the past few months of conversations about all. It's just been wonderful. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that a little. So you, you brought, when you purchased the agency, her one staff member came to work for you, right? Yep. So what was that transition like? Did she come over into your culture like seamlessly? Were there bumps in that? How did that Yeah. Work? So um, when we made her the job offer, when I made her the job offer, um, I was very excited because the interview with her and the rest of my team went really well. And we were like, oh, we think that she'll be a great fit. And I was thinking she holds great value because she has had a relationship with this book that I'm buying all along and she knows the carriers and she, you know, I was thinking all these things. It has been 10 times better than I ever anticipated in the beginning. There's a lot that you can't find out during job interviews and just during visiting. And it's just like the longer that she's been with us and the more that she's been able to settle in with us, the more like invaluable she has become on our team, like for a million reasons, all the ones I anticipated and so many that I didn't anticipate. It was such a gift. That's awesome. Cause that's not always the case. Right. For sure. So the next topic I kind of want to talk about is how did buying this agency fit into your long-term agency plans? Like, was it, I know you went and you sat down at lunch and you didn't exactly expect it, but have you written it into your long-term plans? Is that something that you? Yeah. The one thing I didn't anticipate with this, Lindsay, is what sort of an addiction it was going to unleash. Like Pandora's <laughs> box is open. Like I am now like an acquisition fiend. It was so much fun. And all of the things that I find so fun and just really exciting and they just really like get me going are probably the number Five, top five things that people complain about with acquisitions. So circling back to something we spoke about before, how I didn't even know what the word deductible meant when I purchased the original agency. Um, 
blanket statement here. This is not all agency owners. I am speaking only for myself, but I see myself as a small business owner. I don't see myself as an insurance agent. And so I know insurance. I had the agency for six years before I hired any staff. I know how to do all this stuff. It is not my passion. It is not where I find joy. So I really find joy in being a business owner and doing that first, second, I guess, acquisition um, really just was like, okay, yes, this is really playing to my strengths and my organization. And I love meeting people and talking to people and solving problems. And those are all things that come up. There's a lot of problems that come with acquisition. And I love, I love them. So yeah. I thrive in, I thrive in chaos. So I'm, I'm right with you there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I must thrive in chaos too. I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Lisa, if you had to give someone advice that has never done this before, what top three things would you tell them to do? I am by no means any expert, but Carrie, something that you said earlier, when you said um, people sometimes try to like fit a round peg in a square hole. So my advice when it comes to that is, Um, If you have an opportunity to go through this process with a um, agency, even if it's not the right fit, but it is so small that if you lose your shirt, you've still gained valuable experience, I would recommend doing that. And I kind of viewed this purchase on July 1 as an internship. And whether it becomes a paid internship or an unpaid internship remains to be seen. But the lessons that I'm learning and the experiences that I'm going through are guaranteed. And so I kind of see it as a valuable thing like that. Um, I would say if it comes to acquisitions, now this might be a little bit of a controversial advice. I wouldn't think it would be, but I get a lot of pushback about this. I, um, you all had somebody on one of your podcasts and I was just racking my brain to remember the name and I don't remember, but one of your podcasts last spring, you had a guest who said that the, um, thing that separates leaders from good leaders is a genuine curiosity. So when it comes to that, I have a genuine, and it's not something that can be faked. So if you don't have a genuine curiosity, don't pretend that you do because it doesn't work. But if you have a genuine curiosity about people and you want to meet people and you want to hear their stories and you want to see what makes them tick and you want to connect them with other people who would be beneficial to that person, those are, I think, the seeds that are planted and then they're nurtured by connection, by contact, by anything. And you might plant a thousand seeds and it might take 10 years for one to sprout. But when that one sprouts, it wouldn't sprout had you not planted it in the first place. So Carrie, to give you advice on that, my advice would be to have a genuine seeking out of connection with all the people that you meet. When you go to CIC classes, when you go to big eye events, when you go to uh, when you go to any of those things where you're just like, oh yeah, Carrie reps are having this out again, guess I'm gonna do it. There are people in that room that you want to meet and not be for what they can do for you, but for the connection that can be made in that room, in those people. Yeah. So, always, just, always, yeah. always be connecting. Right. Yeah. Oh love my that. God. When I first met you two in real life, it was because I recognized your voices behind me and I heard, heard 
so many episodes of your podcast already that I felt like I knew you. I heard you guys behind me and I was like, I don't want to turn around and give them a big hug. Like it feels like it's been so long since I've seen them. And I've never actually met you in real life. So that's how you like the kind of connections that you can make with people if you like have a genuine openness to those connections. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So the first, the first um, bit of advice was basically just do it. Right. Like you said, you got to get out there and do it. Yeah. Like don't do something dumb. Don't have your first acquisition be something twice as big as your own agency. Right. And screw it all up. Don't do something dumb. But otherwise, yeah, within reason, like just do it. You're never going to be able to have all the answers before you just jump in. Well, I guess the better way of saying that is take the plunge. So number one, take the plunge. Number two, always be connecting with others. What would be your third bit of advice? Like if you're looking back on what you've done, because you've, you, you did the acquisition from your uncle and you've actually done this one. So again, someone's never done this before. What else would you tell them about this process? Cause it's a big deal. I mean, it is a great big deal. Yeah. So my third bit of advice that I've learned through both of them, but actually definitely through both of them, was that things are going to take much longer than you think they're going to take, regardless of how prepared you are. So absolutely go with the spreadsheets, go with the checklist 100%, do all your due diligence ahead of time, and then anticipate. I was, before I went into this, I would have said twice as long. Now I will say three times as long. Just anticipate that it's going to take that long. And don't allow that to like trip you up at all, because it's just, it's going to take a long time. And that's just how it works. Yeah. Well, Lisa, I got to tell you, I felt the same way when I met you. You were warm and inviting and super, super kind. And I think you actually knew Lindsay first, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know if you did or didn't, but it felt like that because it well, was a- uh... the table, Carrie. That's the table because Lindsay <laughs> and I sat at the table when you were doing your performance. Oh. <laughs> your, your presentation to Brainshare. And I was like, Lindsay, I'll save you a seat up front. Cause like, I don't know a lot of people at Brainshare. I'm such a baby agency. And Lindsay's like, okay, I don't know anybody either. I'm <laughs> well, I'm very, very thrilled. Number one, that Jason Cass brought us together at Brainshare. Oh, sure. That was a fantastic event. Awesome. And I was honored to be part of it. And I'm really glad that you've stayed in touch and it's, it's been a true honor having you on here as well. So you have an open invitation. You can come on the podcast anytime you'd like. Oh, uh, and we would love mine. You yeah. two are my favorite mother daughter duo. Like I love and Carrie, you know, I have a daughter Lindsay's age. And so right when I met Lindsay, I was just like, Oh, it was just like, Oh, I'm home. Like it's so comfortable. No airs, just authenticity. And I know it's fantastic that we get to see the next generation happening before our eyes. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've told you before, I'm pretty excited. I get to do this with her. So let's talk about her as if she's not here. I'm just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming on with us. If anyone wants to talk to you, Lisa, and reach out to you and say, I'd love to pick your brain before I make the plunge. Um, how can they get a hold of you? Yes, absolutely. And please do not hesitate to reach out any kind of conversations, even if it's like, I want to take the plunge in five years, I'm totally open to talk. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Lisa Hengel, uh, website, Willowood Insurance, definitely can always reach me th through there. And then I've got all the contact information on the website, Facebook, I'm on that, Willowood, Lisa Hengel, I'm all over the place. Aiden intro, right, Lindsay, you can find me through my son's yep. music yep. page. <laughs> you can, can find, find her family on iTunes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Good to see you, Lisa. Yes, good to Thank you both very much. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Insurance Refocus podcast. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review so you'll never miss us. Want to learn more about how Agency Focus can help you grow your agency? Head to agency-focus.com or email Carrie directly at carrie at agency-focus.com. If you need to get in touch with me, feel free to shoot me an email at lindsay at agency-focus.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.